It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van this, this is like a TV commercial where you're looking at the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> And here we are. It is Carcon Carne. Welcome to Friday night. That that promo, lovingly rendered and pieced together by my pal Giorgio Reyes, had been just kind of this promo reel, but I figured it's like 30 seconds long. Why not make it a show intro? It looks cool, and it has guar. Guar is appropriate in every occasion. Carcon Carne, sponsored by our friends at Siren Records, McHenry, 3902 Main Street. I love going to Siren. Uh, I love following them. They're on, of course, social media, Facebook dot com slash siren records mchenry i was looking at the pictures they posted today all the new vinyl re vinyl releases to come out there's a new evanescence volbeat the 30th anniversary vinyl release of sonic temple by the cult hosier or hosier uh tom petty's into the great wide open on vinyl and papa roach's greatest hits volume two they have that in stock and i, I know what you're thinking there's a volume two two volumes of papa roach the best of you can get them at siren records mchenry love them thank them I thank them for sponsoring the show. My guests tonight, they are the entire band lineup of OK Cool. It is Bridget and Haley. Good evening. We're all here. <laughs> and you're sharing your a mic. Your car is so spacious. It, it's a Mazda 3. It's not, it's not terribly spacious, but here's the thing. I'm, I'm making plans to get back into it. I've gone a year of not podcasting oh, wow. in a car. Uh, my plan is to find fully vaccinated people to, to share the front seat with. Perfect. I was going to uh -huh. say your car looks a lot like my apartment. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. It, it gets a little crowded when you bring in pizzas Mary and instruments. Mary Poppins bag or something. It's just like Mary Poppins bag. I, you know, I'm I'm honored that you're here tonight. This is a big night for OK Cool. The new EP Surrealist came out today. Correct. Huh? And to celebrate, you've got a couple cold beverages and you're hanging out to talk. There we go. Cheers. Cracking a couple cold ones with my boy. I This is the second EP in 12 months time. Um, yeah. You put out that first EP, Anomia, Anomia uh, in the summer of 2020, peak mm -hmm. pandemic time. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just assuming that you just kept running. Like, like you, you hit that, hit your stride there and you just kept running with it. And that's why we have an EP so quickly after after that one. You know, it's so funny. It doesn't feel that quick. And I think just because like pandemic time just lasts so much longer than regular it time, it really felt like a very natural progression of time for, I don't know. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I think um, when we wrote the last one, uh, we, we kind of weren't taking it as seriously. But then as soon as the pandemic hit, we had like quite a bit of time on our hands. So it, yeah, I guess it, it felt like a lot longer of time, but it's just because everybody was home and we had nothing going on. I, I want to dig into some of the music on this EP. It's it's another round of raw and reflective indie rock. But before we get there, we a lot of us first came to know you both as the rhythm section of the Weekend Run Club. Now that we're two EPs into OK Cool, is the Weekend Run Club okay? Or everything all right there? The Weekend Run Club is OK Cool. <laughs> Yes, we're okay. We've also been writing with them. It's just a little hard to do because there's a lot of people involved in that. But we've been writing over the internets and just trading demos back and forth. But yes, I mean, we're definitely still in that band. Um, this is just an, a nice thing to do while everyone's waiting for the vaccine to roll out and for things to be a little bit safer for groups of people again, since we live so close to each other. 
um and she's my friend anyway we figured it, it would make some sense to to still jam together and still write some music yeah i didn't know you thought we were friends so there's no band jealousy i mean the the other members of weekend run club aren't saying oh no that's great no another ep awesome good no, luck they're they're awesome we love them and they love us and mitchell he puts out some solo stuff too the singer of weekend run club so mm-hmm. everybody's it's i don't know it's just a good supportive homies yeah i think in general like I think it's just awesome when people and bands are just able to do whatever they want all the time. Like Joey does graphic design now. He's been doing like free freelance graphic design since he graduated. And to me, it's like the same exact thing. It's like, you know, you've got another thing going on and that's awesome. And I want to support it. You know, I think like all, all these different things that we have going on, just it just makes me feel kind of balanced. And especially considering that there are two different instruments that I'm kind of working with and, and the different groups, it just it just feels like a nice, well-rounded way to go about being a creative and, and making music. Well, take us back to the beginning of OK Cool. At what point did the two of you decide, let's kind of splinter off and, and write our own songs independent of the band? Right. So I've known Bridget, I think, for four years now. Um, and we started out together in a cover band because uh, I was looking for a guitar player and I found she had like a guitar in her profile picture. And so I hit her up and she was like, I'm not really playing guitar right now. I kind of want to focus on drums. Um, so then when our drummer left, like a few months after that, I hit her up again and she was like, yeah, I guess I'm down. And that was like a full year later. Um, but kind of from that moment on, like we found we had like a lot of music chemistry and it just kind of like a really tight rhythm session section and it really worked out. Um, and we kind of talked about writing on our own pretty much from the start, but it was kind of like a far away goal. It felt like because neither of us felt confident singing or writing on our own. Um, but then sometimes you're, you're over that now. Yeah, sometime last year we just kind of decided like let's give it a shot. It's it's definitely scary, but once we like wrote uh, our song Ice Skates from our last album, we just kind of fell into it a little more, and it's all it, it just all feels like practice, I guess. We're we're working on it. It definitely feels like I'm. Um, I think like something that I feel like a lot is like a bowl just kind of like bursting into a china shop. It doesn't belong there. It has no business being there, but it's there. And I did you make that expression? Yeah, I actually coined that just now. Um, but it just feels like this kind of thing where I guess maybe just because I started out on drums, but it just feels like I'm not supposed to be here. Um, but I think that the only solution to that is just simply embrace the uncomfortableness and say, well, I'm I'm doing it, I guess. Like some part of me thinks that I can do this, right? So let's just try it. I think that's just what I've kind of had to live with because, um, you know, no, like songwriting is still really hard and, you know, we're very beginners at it and I'm totally a beginner at singing. Um, and it's just kind of this weird, I guess, interesting experiment where we're literally just putting out each stage of our like growth out to the world. Um, but, you know, that is what it is. And, and I'm glad that people can appreciate those little steps that we're making as well. Well, it feels very raw. It feels very authentic. It feels very Thank you. honest. And, Thank you. Sure. sure. In, in my description for tonight's rec- live recording, what I wrote on Facebook was, lyrics resonant enough to be familiar and obtuse enough to be non-committal like i kind of know i kind of know what's going on but maybe i don't i love that that's definitely what i'm going for yeah i don't i don't really want to put too much on the table you know at once and i've always loved songs that have things that you can figure out or explore for yourself or you know attach your own yeah you can you can personalize the lyrics yeah they're, they're not so specific i like the idea of lyrics being able to mean more than one thing anyways you know so i think like it's an interesting thing to walk the line between you know how service level do i want to get here and and how deep do i want to go here without you know not acting like myself or not writing like myself 
um, it was really interesting to kind of like I wanted to get better at lyric writing. So I would, you know, really read over lyrics of bands that I loved and just kind of figure out what their tone was and, you know, how they were going about writing and looking up all these different, you know, people that uh, talk about the writing process and say like, it's a stream of consciousness or, you know, I go somewhere and then I just like space out or like I, you know, write in a journal and then I pick out those parts. I did a lot of research because I just didn't know how to do it at all. So we tried a lot of different things. I digged up some poems that I, I had lying around and then, yeah, I digged them up. I, I wasn't going to say anything, but Haley, you're the bandmate. You can do that. Yeah, I got to keep her in check. Grammar yeah. police. Um, and then sometimes we tried writing to music going in the background and, and seeing how that worked. And sometimes we came up with it on our own. Like there's just a bunch of different ways I realized that you can kind of branch off in order to like to create, you know, whatever you need to do. There's a lot of different ways to go about doing it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of metaphor there. A lot of a lot of feelings being expressed without uttering specifics that said i mean i, I listened to these songs uh, on surrealist and it certainly seems like the pandemic helped build build the vibe yeah. for these songs yeah i mean obviously it was a ter- it's a terrible thing um i think i think it just kind of forced everybody to look a little bit more inward and like now that we finally have some time to kind of assess where we're at and wh- where we want to be I think it just allows for you to kind of like straighten your stuff up a bit more and just, you know, focus in on, on what you want to get better at and what you want to keep doing. I, I said it sounds raw, but this is accomplished sounding indie rock stuff. And it starts with I should buy a sword. And just to stay on the, the themes of sadness, introspection, et cetera, uh, and just the state of where things are in, in the world right now. Um, I never thought I'd be so desperate for awkward human interactions and sketchy bathroom floors. That's really all we want at this point. Weird hugs. So much. Yeah. Weird hugs, house parties where there, there's just questionable things going on. Pee on the bath. floor. Dude, just the, floor. the grossest basement show you've ever been to. Like, I would love to be back. There. Sounds amazing, right? Yeah. Like, put me in a sweaty room of gross people. It smells like asbestos and mold. <laughs> so, again, I, I'm not going to push push you, Bridget, for specifics, but Hurts to Be sounds like a really uncomfortable relationship song. It's about your relationship with yourself, actually. It's definitely not about anybody in, in particular. It's very much uh, very much in- introspective song, as are most of them. Um, and I guess, like, I was just kind of... It, yeah, it is kind of something that has a, little, a lot of different layers, but it's just kind of about this strange intimacy of being alone and, like, how that can make you feel, like, in a pandemic when you're alone a lot more than you used to be. Because I think that when we're able to go to all these shows and we were able to spend so much time with people, it's very easy to kind of take a backseat to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can sure. kind of just like be socializing all the time. But when you're alone, you know, after a while you realize I am my own company right now and that's kind of scary. Yeah. So that was just kind of something I was thinking about for that one. And then at the end of the album, there's um, Divers, which is recently released single as well. Uh, it seems to end the album on an, another sad note, but this is de- this definitely strikes me as a very self-aware song. Along oh my the lines gosh, of what I love saying. these words you're using. Yeah, that's definitely stuff that I wanted to go for was authentic and and self-aware. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I love this line. You swim in the deep end with me, and I try not to say I'm sorry. And though we won't end up working out, I tread in the water for a minute. That's 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 self-awareness right there. Thank you. <laughs> So it's very it, sweet of you. Thank you. So looking at the pandemic from a glass half full perspective, because really, why the fuck not at this point? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you were able to put out two EPs. So, yeah, it sucked that you couldn't play out. But 
what a what a fantastic moment for you two to come together and and find your groove in this project so that when you do emerge in this post-vaccination age we're we're stampeding toward you'll be ready you'll really have it kind of figured out musically yeah i mean when we started writing the last one it it was i think like january and february so by the time it was like getting ready to get put out like all our first shows and stuff like that got canceled um but we were like right on the cusp of not being a pandemic band um (laughs) but i i don't think like without the pandemic we definitely wouldn't have made surrealist what it is and it definitely at least would have taken more time and what does it what does it feel like today to to finally have it out there and people consuming it it's exciting it's weird it's like with music i feel like there's a lot of stuff that people don't realize goes on kind of behind the scenes in terms of like marketing and you know recording like this process takes months and months so for it to finally be out there is like really cool but also really weird because i've known it for a while you know yeah but it's it's rewarding and it's people have been really nice so it's just it means a lot Oh my gosh, James, I tweeted it at Laura Jane Grace and she actually listened to it and sent me a nice comment. Like, I, I, I was unwell after that. See, that, that's the internet as a force for good. Yes. When you oh can build gosh. build community with people like Laura Jane Grace. Yeah, that was like, that, like, that just happened today. So honestly, I'm still reeling from it, but that was absolutely insane. Now, for people who haven't heard okay, okay Cool, this is the hardest part of doing a podcast in that I can't play music. I, mm. I can't share. I mean, I'm talking about music, but because of the way copyright law works, it's so stupid. Yeah, it's so stupid. Uh, I, I can't share music on the podcast. So I would say to someone who maybe grew up in the 90s, okay, cool is going to work for you. It's going to sound like all that cool shit you saw the double door and empty bottle back in the day. Everyone else, this is just, this is the sound of authentic heartfelt music i love it i think you you definitely you struck a nerve nice job thank you thank you that means a lot (laughs) so oh go ahead Haley. sorry no we we just we took some influence from like a lot of that 90s stuff and a lot of stuff that's on like kqx in general like the oldies um there's the oldies stuff this interview's over but you know kqx has like their their old (laughs) brand and then they're like new branded alt Uh, stuff so you know the older stuff on kqx is what i'm saying but um yeah there's a good amount of that in there and then also just like alternative bands of today and i think we were really going for just like a garage kind of diy sound and feel i i knew there would come a day where that stuff i played on kqx back in the 90s nine inch nails <laughs> etc would, would be to the next generation what dion and elvis were to my generation here we are holy shit are. I, <laughs> I mean i wasn't born until 97 so okay i'm a 2000s baby myself <laughs> i'm not me too. All right. So, okay, cool. The the new EP, it's uh you can listen to it on Bandcamp. In fact, I would recommend even though it came out today, go buy it next Friday uh because that's the next Bandcamp day, I believe. Yes. Wait when it all, out. When when all the royalties go directly to the artist. I love Bandcamp Day. I think it's a, a wonderful yeah. thing. I like to do it so often now. That's really nice. It is I mean for the right reason, but yeah, wow. I, I love it too. It's such an important thing. So next, you can listen to it now on Bandcamp, but buy it on Bandcamp next Friday so that uh, these two talented artists get the, all the proceeds. All that cash, cash that money. <laughs> I mean, I know you're already wealthy from Spotify, but there, there's uh, extra yeah. money to be made on Bandcamp. I'm running out of room to put my money, honestly. It's <laughs> so wealthy. It's overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, that Miller Lite is just stuff you had lying around. You've got the good stuff. Yeah, it reminds us of the good old days when we were... <laughs> 
It reminds you of the struggle. That, that's a very Midwestern yeah. thing about mm -hmm. you. That's your Keeps Midwestern humble, ethic. With uh -huh. all our wealth. Uh -huh. All right. Okay, cool. The new EP is Surrealist. We can listen to it now. It sounds great. And uh, thank you for spending release night talking about it here on Carquin Kearney. Thank you for talking to us. Our pleasure.